You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, a weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, a return to home, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. (laughs) Meanie, what's on your mind? Yeah, welcome back home. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, it feels like, dude, last episode seemed like so far away. <laughs> it like, did, didn't it? It seemed like it happened like a month ago for some reason. But uh, yeah, here we are. And uh, you're in your uh, lovely confines there. And uh, I'm over here. It's uh, very warm. But uh, as we were saying in the green room with the pod squad, I'd rather be a little too warm than too cold you know yeah and like, uh, it, cold hurts for some reason it does i feel but, uh, like god i'm sorry go i'm sorry i'm stepping all over you no no i'm literally I'm, no i'm literally like it's i'm having a delay on my end and it's pissing me off so it's like i i feel like it like it's it i don't know but anyway uh no i am finally home and the air conditioning is working and it is cool here again in the home the barnard home for wayward and troubled youth so luckily we are in good position here. Uh, but yes, I agree. I would take a hot day over a cold day, any, a, a, literally any time of, of, the, of the year. It's uh, the cold temperature drives me insane. And I, it's almost like, it's like I, my body has a different reaction to it. it. I can feel it like in my bones, you know? And it, and it doesn't matter the level of cold. Um, it could be like just a general 40 degree day, or it could be, you know, sub zero cause Philly, you know how Philly is in the, in the winter time. Um, but I yeah. would, I've already reapplied extra deodorant and it's only 11 o'clock on Friday morning and, uh, you know, fuck it. I'll just carry it with me all day. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, you know, not wrong with having like a uh, backup deodorant and stuff like that. But, uh, like I you know, I would rather like, yeah, it's cold. When it's cold, it's usually dark and miserable, and you have to layer up. So when you know summer rolls around, it's hot, and uh, I'd rather layer down. Like the worst day of the year for me is when I have to, you know, convert from shorts to jeans. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Like I, I, I if I could, if I could wear shorts all year round, I would. You know, when I was younger, I could fucking rock a pair of shorts in a fucking blizzard and not be fucking bothered, but. <laughs> Now it's like, oh, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> cold, I'm wet. Ooh. Oh my God, being cold and wet at the same time. Oh, oh God, fucking kill me right now. <laughs> kill me, dude, I hate it. I used to, though, when I was- that's why, that's why I get furious when I see people wear socks and fucking slides, like the sandals. It's like, dude, what if you step in a fucking puddle? Now you got a sock all fucking day. 
You fucking crumb. <laughs> it's criminal behavior. It's lunatic behavior to wear sandals with socks outside when it's raining. Why would you do that? It is, you have run the risk now of having wet, soppy feet all day. Yeah, you walk through a fucking grass patch. Now you got socky, grassy feet. Oh, Fucking derp. <laughs> it's just, it's grimy. I can't. It's just so nasty. I can't even imagine leaving the house or putting them on and being like, yeah, fuck yeah, this, this is, this is going to work out perfectly. Can't wait. Um, no, yeah. I, I, uh, I definitely am not a fan of that. But- for, for, for one instance, I was like, you know what? Let me see what it's like. <laughs> so another day, uh, we had no milk in the house. I was going back to have cereal. Oh, fuck, we're out of milk. So there's a little corner store around the corner. Normally we drink like almond milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll just run around the corner, get like a small thing of regular milk. I had my fucking socks on and oh, I, I had like, uh, it was a weird thing where I was just wearing socks. Normally I just wear my slides. But I was like, you know what? Let me walk around the corner, socks and slides and see what it feels like. And it was the most uncomfortable fucking thing I had ever done. I'd rather be barefoot in slides walking down the street than socks and slides. I, I don't know why it's just, but it's to see other people do it fucking. That, when people wear socks and slides or when people wear fucking pajama pants to the fucking supermarket. Uh. And I'm just like, that, that can't smell good. <laughs> that can't smell good. <laughs> like... That nether region fucking stinks. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Is a, a stinky asshole in those pajama pants. You're going to wear your fucking pajamas to the fucking supermarket. <laughs> and then you're going to go home and get in bed under the covers and roll around the filth all fucking night. <laughs> you fucking dirt ball. Dude. I saw a guy wear... I saw a guy wearing pajama pants and a leather jacket. I wanted to fucking strike that. <laughs> what pajama pants? And a, who would do something I, I so horrible? Of, I, took, I took a photo of him. I, I, I blurred out the face. Like I posted on social media. I was like, this makes me angry. <laughs> do something like that. I can think when I go a leather to the- jacket and like checkered fucking plaid pajama pants. Why? I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> you deserve to be smacked right now, sir. Every time I go to the Royal yeah. Farms, there's always somebody in there who's got, like, I feel weird even going into places after the gym, right? Like, wearing, like, when we record, like, I'll wear, like, you know, uh, my fucking gym shorts or whatever. But, like, I'm if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to get dressed. Like, I want to put jeans on or shorts, like, actual shorts. I don't want to go out looking like a schlub. I don't want to do that. But I, I oh, every God. time I go to fucking Royal Farms or I go to the store, there's always somebody who's got, like, the Cookie Monster pajama pants or, like, the flannel heavy ones that are just, like, you know oh, them yeah. Johns are going to be... You know, that shit is ripe, dude. It's like being on the septa train. You're going to smell some things that are going to haunt you and it's going to make it hard to smile in the future. So it, there's nasty. It's, you know, there's stuff's rubbing together and it's like fucking onion balls and fucking. <laughs> oh my God. It's 90 what? degrees and you're wearing flat up pajamas. Dude, why? Like some kind of cunt. I don't know, man. <laughs> like some kind of fucking deranged psychopath. The worst, ex- yeah. the worst example of this I've ever seen, and this is a, a an actual true story. You can you can reach out to Mrs. Goober to verify this. 
when in 2017, we went to Washington, D.C. We took the, the, the boys. It was just the two boys then and us. And we went down, went to the White House and, you know, Capitol, all that shit. And we got off at the wrong exit and we were like, well, we're here. Let's go to Arlington because I want to see it. I've never been there and I'm just, I'm curious about it, right? I'm a history guy and I like seeing that stuff. So we get there and, you know, I'm a big Kennedy guy. Like if you can see over the back here, you know, Bobby Kennedy sits on my wall here and I wanted to go visit his grave. And we're there at the Eternal Flame at John's grave. And there is a man who is wearing, I believe it was either Cookie Monster or Oscar the Grouch pajama pants. Uh-huh. And what appeared to be the early predecessors or some form of Crocs. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just staring at this guy who's standing in front, you know, like the big, I don't know if you've ever been at the monuments there where like where the the eternal flame sits, but on the one side of the wall, there's a big Bobby Kennedy quote. And I'm trying to read the quote. And this man just keeps moving back and forth in my eye line with his fucking Sesame Street pajama pants and his Crocs in fucking Arlington. And I remember just being like, why would you come to this? Why would you come here? And it's humid too. Like it had just rained the night, like the night before it was kind of muggy that day. And I'm like, this man can't be comfortable. He definitely doesn't smell good. Like there's not a chance in the in world that he smells good. No. But also like, no, aren't, aren't you uncomfortable? And like, don't, I don't know. I just, outside of it feeling like super disrespectful, it was just like, just don't you have any, like, don't you have any jeans you could throw on? Like that would be okay. I would be okay with you. I'm sure Kennedy would be okay with you wearing jeans, but like pajama pants. Come on. I had, it's like it's got to smell like onion balls and pencil shavings because that's what buttholes smell like. You know, just <laughs> that's the most like, descriptive thing I've ever heard, and it's right. Smells like a fucking load of number two pencil shavings in this fucking back pocket. <laughs> Disgusting! Oh my god, that is foul. And uh, don't get me on, don't get me started on Crocs. I'm just dude. I might as well now that you said that blue meaning. Let's let's dive right into it, sir. We'll keep it the gimmick going. Uh, Tell me about your feelings about Crocs, bud. I don't care how comfortable they they might be, but nah. Sorry, I just it's. It, I mean, it's like uh, they're like the uh, submarine of fucking slides. They look like slides that could go deep sea on deep sea expeditions. They're, they're just like weird. The weird strap thought, in the back by the heat, you know, your Achilles, and like, what is this? I saw somebody wearing like Crocs that looked like they were like three D three D printed something on somebody's. Like, it looked like a, <laughs> like a oh, let me try to three D print this weird fucking design. And <laughs> I, I can't even describe to you what it looked like, but there were Crocs in there. I was like, I look stupid. I just I, I don't know. I, I just can't get on the Crocs thing, you know. No, no. But I can't. then again, I'm I'm fifty years old, and I just. Uh, uh, transferred over to slide on shoes, which is by law required to uh, mm-hmm. get this slide over to uh, slide on shoes. I got some sketcher slide ons. That's which what, I'm still adjusting to. Well, that's what happened. I think you. it looks good. No, no, no. That's why, you know, I've, I'm, I haven't quite, I love the slide, slide slip on shoes, but I'm just not used to the look because I think it looks weird. But, you know, with, like it's like I almost have like a too high of a sock for the fucking shoe. Like, or should I? I'm like, should I start buying black socks so it looks like it's part of the shoe? Or <laughs> do I need to get like socks now? I just I just threw out every sock in my fucking house that have these fucking ankle socks. Now I'm gonna have to get shorter socks because I got these slip-on shoes. I'm in. A, it's a fucking conundrum that's in my fucking head. <laughs> 
also, it, nobody cares about no normal human being cares about this. But I'm just like, oh my god, my socks are too fucking high. Isn't that funny though? I feel the same way. Like a lot of times when I get dressed for my shoot job, right? Like I have the tie and I got to wear a button up shirt, and I'm looking at it and I'm going at the like at, at my waistline and I'm going, oh boy, this looks wrinkled here. Or oh, do you think like you know how you have like the the tent city in your armpit sometimes when you wear like the the collared shirt with the tie, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, babe, I look like I'm fucking. Like I'm, I'm in a bat wing, you know, like I don't like this. And I'm the only person on earth that focuses on this. And then I'm like transfixed on it all day. So I get changed a couple of times. It was the same thing with the socks. I'm like, okay, do I wear ankle socks with these? Like I never, if I'm wearing shorts, I don't wear shoes, sneakers or socks or anything because I'm like I, this to me, like for, on myself, I think this looks ridiculous, right? It's not my thing. If I'm going to wear shoes or sneakers with shorts, I'm going to get a pair of like skateboard shoes, right? And wear them. Cause at least you can kind of yeah. hide around the ankle socks or the heel socks or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like it looked like my dad getting ready to go mow the lawn, do the back 40 when I have the, the you know, the halfway calf socks, you know, and I need the new balance sevens. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I totally understand that. But I feel like when you, so when you turn 50 the day, I think it was the government, they sent you the slip on shoes, right? With your AARP card. Yes. They were like, congratulations, you know, blue. Oh, I, oh, I, I have AARP. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I have yet to take advantage of some of the discounts, but uh, I'm <laughs> so good. I guess I'm a slacker. Hey, know? listen, you have time. There's time to still do it. So uh, you will have to. We'll have to explore that a little bit more. I want to shout out to the Pod Squad who's here joining us today. Machete yeah. says, uh, as far as our conversations with uh, with saying cool, you can only strip down so far before someone calls the cops. And my friend, not with that attitude, we will strip it all I, the way. I I say challenge accepted. <laughs> Philly cops ain't paying attention. They're, they're going to be like, okay, whatever. We got other shit to do. They're not. No, they're there's, not looking. there's more important crimes. Dude, there's more important crimes in Philly than uh, a naked meanie walking down the street. <laughs> you see two beat cops like, hey, who's that? Oh, it's just a blue meanie. Don't worry about it. He's just airing his balls out. It'll be fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, cuz. <laughs> Yo, cuz. <laughs> Yeah, because you got the cream and sugars. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It's so, uh, so good, man. So how the hell are yeah, you, man? Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm good. We, we went out. Uh, we left the house last night. We went um, We went to the Ardmore Music Hall. Oh, that's a dope spot. Which, uh, yeah, it was the first time I've ever been there. Like, uh, if it's... Like if something's too far, I'm like, uh, uh, like anytime a band goes to, um, the Keswick, I'm like, oh fuck, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I know exactly the feeling. It's like a 30 minute drive and there's no fucking park. They don't have a lot. So you got to find street parking and it's like, like mammoth WVH fucking who I love are coming, coming around and they're going to the fucking Keswick and I'm just like, I went, fuck. I guess I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the tower, like going to the tower theater, theater. It's like when you like the Keswick yeah. and the tower are the same way. I don't think there's any park. I saw John Oliver at the tower theater and that is the first and last artist of any kind. I will see at the tower theater. I will never go back. I like the tower. Uh, there is a parking garage behind it. Really? Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's a, a little parking garage. And you walk down the steps and you you can make your way around to the front of the building. That uh, that's all right. 
And the weird thing about the tower is like, I think I've seen more comedians there than I've seen bands. It's mm. weird. I saw George Carlin there. saw Artie Lang there. Um, I think the first band I saw there was, I, I was there for Rob Zombie when they filmed the Living Dead Girl video. Cool. I didn't know I didn't know where they were filming that night, so I went and and I saw all these cameras in there. They filmed the, the Living Dead Girl video, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah, and you know, in my uh, love for Van Halen, you know, Van Halen played there, so I'm just like, oh, Van Halen played there on their first tour and all this stuff like that. So you think of all the different bands who you know, play. it's a historic place. Yeah. I, I dig it, but fucking Keswick, oh, man. So it's, uh, I went to the, you know, you got to be special for to get for, you have to be a special artist to get me to leave the fucking house to go to the fucking Keswick. The last time I went to the Keswick was for Stephen Wright. Oh man. I bet that was cool. Yeah. This was like right before the lockdown and, uh, me, Mrs. Meany and our friends, Donnie and Bev, we all, uh, went. It was like a night. That was pretty cool. Love Stephen Wright. I was like, man, and it was like one of those Carlin things. I was like, I better see him. Yeah. You know, I better go see him. I've never seen him before. Let me go see him. But uh, last night we went out to the Ardmore Music Hall, which I had never been to before because, you know, you look at the distance, you go, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, right on the main <laughs> line there. Realize, yeah. I didn't realize how, like, goofy the parking situation until we got there. And then, like, we ran, I ran into a friend who's like a friend of a friend, but I met through a mutual friend, but we're cool. And uh, he's like, oh, no, no, there's a parking lot. I was like, well, noted for next time. But yeah, I, I've skipped on so many bands who played there because I was like, man, I don't want to go to all the way to Ardmore. I was like, ah. Oh. And, and, you know, first world problems, right? You know, just, ah. Uh, oh. But uh, we went to see... Uh, the Middle Age Dad Jam Band, which consisted of two members of, uh, if you ever seen back in the day, MTV's The State, mm-hmm. uh, David Wayne and Ken Marino from The State. And uh, they fell out the band with a bunch of like really good session musicians and, um, you know, backup singers, stuff like that. And they, uh, dude, they fucking like, they, they do play all covers. Mm. I, well, actually, I'm, I'm kind of lying. They, uh, they did. Uh, well, if, you, if if you're not familiar with the state, let me back up a little bit because I'm gonna. I don't want to say anything out of con- like out of order here, out of context. Like if MTV, the state, it was like like a sketch comedy show. There's sketch sketch comedy group, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, uh, uh. Uh, Ken, you know, Ken Marino, David Wayne, and I'm uh, Kenny, uh, Karen, Karen Kitty, Kenny, something like that. Um, they went on to like, you know, do great shit like uh, Reno 911. They did uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. And uh, last night they played the uh, one of the, the themes from the, that was an original song from. Uh, well, Hot America Summer, which is kind of like one of those like Rocky type songs where you're like, you know, uh, you, you like a workout fucking like a, a montage, like a Rocky montage, you know, <laughs> but it's like, and then they did um, a song from 
they're also the, the, the movie uh, Role Models. Yes. And uh, there's a fake Paul McCartney song that's in the movie. <laughs> Love, take me down to the street. The street. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's like this improvised scene where a guy was talking about Paul McCartney and Wings. It's like, yeah. And he starts singing this fucking fake Paul McCartney song. So they kept it in the movie. And they're like, well, fuck. Now we got to make this song. Yeah. And the song plays... If you watch role models at the end credits, the fake Paul McCartney song, it sounds just like Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah. They played that last night, which was really cool. Ah, that's funny. So you hear those hear, hear those two songs from those two movies I like. Uh it was pretty cool. That sounds awesome. I'm I'm actually just looked up the state. I had no idea that Thomas Lennon was a part of this group. Uh Thomas Lennon's famous for yeah. Uh, being Lieutenant Dangle in Reno 911, you'd recognize him pretty much anywhere. I'd say he's probably the most notable guy from, notable person from the group. But Joe Latrulio um, was Detective yeah. Boyle on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then Ken Marino did a spot on that show for a while too, as you know, the guy who was in between Holt when they took over. It's one of my favorite comedy shows on TV. So um, that's super dope that you got to see that. I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm sure it was hilarious. Oh, dude, it was great. Um, they did like little bits in between. That was funny. Um, Ken Marino, like they came out, did an opening song. <clears throat> I don't want to give away the site in case anybody goes to see it, but I'm sure it's on YouTube. Like uh, they come out to a couple songs. Ken Marino goes, ah, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. He, he ducks behind the curtain. And uh, like they do this like little thing. And then uh, David Wayne goes, uh, actually, we have a uh, musical legend in the house, you know, uh, from the 70s. Uh, uh, oh my God. Um, I'm going to fuck up the joke. Uh, oh, uh, you know, 60s and 70s musical legend Jerry Rafferty's in the house. And Ken Marino comes out in a totally different outfit, sunglasses. And he's like, hi, I'm Jerry Rafferty. You know, yeah. the crowd's <laughs> laughing. And, all. and I'm not doing it any justice. And um, to go and do Baker Street, which fucking. Oh, man. One of my favorite songs. From uh, my childhood, like, like, like you know, if, in Philly, if you watch the uh, the Million Dollar Movie on Channel Six on a Sunday night, the opening theme was, you know, uh, Baker Street, the the saxophone part from Baker Street, you know. So they they're playing Baker Street. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It's awesome. And then uh, after you know they do the song and they're talking, he goes, and Ken Marino just starts laughing. He goes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not Jerry Rafferty. He takes off his glasses and they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so you funny. Know, it, it, dude, I am totally not doing it justice. But, uh, you know, um, I, you know, like A. Murphy said in uh, Delirious, he's like, yeah, you're going to go to the joke and you're going to work the next day and fuck up my jokes at work, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm fucking up Camarino's bit. I'm fucking up their bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a chance to see them, I, they're, they're playing at Rehoboth Beach tonight and they're playing, I think they're playing New York tomorrow. But, we're, you know, we're recording on, you know, the, these shows will be done by the time this airs, but... Yeah, if you get a chance to see the middle-aged dad jam band, it's fucking pretty cool. It's pretty cool. They they, they did like a bunch of songs that I was just like, oh, dude, this is right in my fucking wheelhouse. If they didn't, if they didn't call themselves the middle-aged 
dad jam band. They could call themselves the Art Bell Coast to Coast Radio Show Bumper Music Band because all those songs are like songs that you would hear like when Art Bell would go to or come from commercial. You know, it's just like <laughs> amazing. You know, I uh, I just actually looked this up in a little bit. I didn't realize. So there was this show I used to watch I, back when like Comedy Central first like was like kind of starting to become big, like probably like 97-ish, like late 96, 97. Definitely not a time I should have been watching Comedy Central because I think I was probably 12, um, but that was like South Park had started. And there used to be the show on at night called Viva Variety. And it was Thomas Lennon, Carrie uh, Kenny, and Michael Ian Black, who apparently this was an, I did not know this until I learned this today, that this show was an offshoot of a sketch they did on the state. And I remember watching the show and like, you know, we've talked about it before, like the, the, the absurd humor is right up my wheelhouse. And I remember even as a kid laughing so hard at some of the dumb shit they would do on the show because it was so like just ridiculous. Right. And there was, an, what was the other show yeah. they, they had on? Um, oh Christ. It was another like sketch comedy show. Was it uh, Upright something? Upright. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Upright Scissors Breed. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Oh God. I love that man. So fucking funny. But Thomas Lennon was just hilarious in that show. So I, I, that definitely sounds like something I would be, that definitely sounds like something I'd be interested in if it's that kind of humor right up my alley. So I, uh, yeah, uh, I'm old enough to remember when fucking comedy central aired for the first time. Yeah. Like, like, uh, I don't know if the channel was, uh, reserved or whatever, but like MTV, we've run the ads for comedy central and, they're like little skits and coming soon comedy central. And, and cause you know, they're, you know, comedy central is like an offshoot of MTV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's weird to, you know, be alive to know. Yeah. Dude. I remember the first day TNT, you know, the cha- cable channel aired. Yeah. I, I, I came home seventh fucking grade and, uh, like they're like today at four o'clock TNT. And then I, they, the first thing they showed was going with the wind. Oh no shit. You know, yeah, was, you know, like when MTV first aired, uh, the first video was the Buggles video, Kill, Kill the, the Radio, radio Star. Star. Yep. I'm actually so, looking up the yeah, scene. Yeah, I didn't see the launch of Comedy Central, but I remember the, the ads, you know, the, the skits that would air on like MTV and all, every, everywhere else. You know, coming soon, Comedy Central. It's kind of weird, you know. Mimi. Yes, sir. Cannonballs. Cannonballs! This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Minnie, by going to manscaped.com right now and using promo code MINDMINI for 20% off plus free shipping and meaning i gotta tell you uh you know you use some of them uh generic store brand razors to uh, uh trim little john on the east side boys and uh you're gonna get you're gonna get some nicks you're gonna get some cuts and you're gonna get some scrapes and i gotta tell you man using the manscape products the performance package 4.0 has helped my confidence not only uh looking at myself in the mirror but also with mrs goober if you know what I'm talking about, the uh, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have even built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade 
to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor, meaning, I don't know if you know all this, but it also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock so you don't get any uncomfortable buzzing in your luggage. And it gives you the ability to turn off the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave if you're like me in the shower at 4.30. Did I mention, Meanie, that this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, pool, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Let me tell you something, sir. Uh, it is summertime, and I like to go in the pool. And speaking of cannonballs, I like to moisturize my cannonballs with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. After uh, I put on a comfortable pair of the Manscaped boxers, these are the most comfortable boxer shorts I have ever worn in my life, and I love them. I'm wearing them right now. No shit, I legitimately am wearing them, and they are so comfortable. They're soft. They're breathable. They give me extra room for little John of the East Side boys. And you'll get a set of Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag inside of the Performance Package 4.0 as a free gift. Uh, now, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails uh, is nasty during the summer months. Looks like you're going to jump into the water and catch trout. Uh, the good news is that uh, they added in something new, the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming set, uh, which includes stainless steel nail, nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. And as a treat... You should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette specifically for your beach balls, meaning it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. So go ahead right now, meaning where can they go right now? Go to manscaped.com and save 20% when you use our coupon code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. Manscaped perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer and we want to thank them as always for sponsoring the program i remember watching i do remember like the the late 90s comedy central because it was like they did a lot of like you know movies there was a baseball movie that was albert brooks and brendan fraser and i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head the client or the rookie or something like that. And I remember that show being I, on a lot. Okay. Might've been that movie. Yeah. Pod squad. Don't, don't fact check me, bro. But I know that I, re I remember that being on and like, Oh my God, I'm looking at some of these names. Absolutely fabulous. The kids in the hall, win Ben Stein's money, Dr. Katz. Like I, you know, Craig Kilborn being the first host of the daily show. That was some really funny yeah. shit back then, man. And it was like, it was, I don't want to say irreverent, but it was like, it was a, a very unique time period where it felt like there were kind of like no rules on that network, you know? And then once South right. Park, once South Park hit, it was like, all right, now they're gonna take off, and things really changed. But um, yeah, dude, it was. It's, I, weird, it's weird. It's weird to say. I remember a time before South Park, like on yeah. Comedy Central. You know. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird that I remember when watching the commercials for South Park. And I remember being like, why are these cartoon characters cussing? You know, like why are these people swearing? And then, yeah. and then I remember also feeling like, well, I don't know how long this is going to fucking last. Is this really like construction paper? Like, how does this work? And now <laughs> it's like this global phenomenon. And I just, it like, I remember all the reactions. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 30, I'll be 38 uh, in a couple of weeks. And I, I'm old enough to remember like my parents' reactions and like all the teachers' reactions. Cause we'd buy the t-shirts and we fucking wear them to school. And you know, I, we got, oh my God, you killed Kenny. And like, take that shit off. You can't wear that. You know, there's just like, it was this very weird reaction to the show, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was those early episodes. You go back and watch them. You're like, holy shit. How did they get away with all this? And then you watch them now. You're like, wow, they really said that on TV. So 
Um, yeah, that that was. And when you think how jarring that was back then, and how tame it is now, <laughs> just, <laughs> dude. I remember it was a NYPD Blue made waves because the character was going to say ass on TV. Yes, Sipowitz yeah. showed oh. his ass on TV. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no thanks, man. Listen, I love Sipowitz and I loved uh, NYPD Blue, but I ain't trying to see his ass. So no, um, no. I remember. No. I remember like. Yeah, because they that show was like super. I felt like super ahead of its time as far as like the depiction of of things that were happening. And then they got in trouble for cussing a lot. And then there was another show on M- oh and uh, ER when one of the main characters yeah. when one of the main characters was dying of brain cancer. I can't remember. Doctor Anthony Edwards played the character. Doctor Green was his name. And he falls on okay. the floor and he slams his hand down. And he goes shit. And it like faded to black. And I remember it was like the world shut down because this character said shit on television. It was like, I can't believe that they would cuss like that on, you know, mainstream television. And now, you know, everybody's dropping fucking F-bombs on <laughs> in the middle of award shows and shit. Like it just, it feels the dynamic has changed with a lot of people. And I feel like that's, you know, the people are starting to not be as, I don't want to say uptight, but like it's, it's different now, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It, it's definitely weird. You know, just uh, like I said, what was shocking back then is tame now. It's just like, you know, and I, I'll watch a show and I, like, even if it's cable, you know, it feels like a, it feels like regular TV because there's like commercials, you know. Now, if it's a movie, you, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm watching a movie and, and there's swear words like, all right, because there's a rating. But you're watching regular TV and somebody, you know, says shit. And it's like, what? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think it's more. I'm 50. I'm still like, what? I think for me, it's more jarring to hear somebody like uh, maybe even Alan Alda. The first time I heard Alan Alda use a cuss word in a movie, I was like, why is Hawkeye cussing? You know, like, why, <laughs> like, why is he? That doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And he purposefully, like, and later in his career, chose the... Um, the villainous roles because he wanted to show, you know, range. And he was like, I, you know, I played Hawkeye for so many years and they played these good characters and stuff. So hearing him swear and then getting blown away in a movie with Wesley Snipes was just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, why are they killing him? So, um, no, I guess it's just, again, it's, it's very much, uh, it's very unique, uh, in this position in the world, but I'd like to know yes. Manny, what else is going on in the world with you right now? Oh man, just, uh, Got a lot of things I can't talk about. Damn it! Well, no, I hold on. I can talk about it because you know. Well, I announced it last week on the show uh, the UPW video game Ultra Pro Wrestling. Doing that, uh, just working on some, doing some signings coming up. Uh, I'm official for Starcast now, which is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah uh, <clears throat> me and Hal Haney are doing uh, are going to be representing Ultra Pro Wrestling at Starcast in Chicago. Uh, first weekend of September. Um, that's going to be fun, man. Uh, Starcast is like one of my favorite conventions. You know, I did the very first one, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, uh, I think that's one I did that was the one they did in Baltimore. Mm. And, you know, they're always a good time. I like doing conventions. You know, I train like high school reunions. It's good to see people and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's going to go out to uh, Chicago for a couple of days and uh, meet the folks. Uh, they got some announcements coming out soon. Um, 
I'm excited to see what those are. You know, it's 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 just a, a cool vibe. The ones that they do in Chicago are really cool because, like, you know, even if you're, you're uh, if you're staying at the hotel where the convention is, then you're just fucking hanging out all night, you know, and just walking around and doing things and stuff like that, and you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to be going back out to uh, Starcast, you know, back in uh, Schaumburg. Illinois and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So uh, if you're going to be there, come check us out. Uh, come say hello to the blue guy. And uh, uh, it's going to be cool to hang out with Hal Haney for a couple of days because Hal's a great guy. Um, like I said, we talked for the first time on the phone at, for, you know, at any point in our lives, we talked for the first time on the phone uh, just cold called each other about some game related. I was like, Oh, it's good to hear your voice. He's like, Hey, yeah, uh, but uh, you know, Hal's an amazing artist. He's doing a lot of great work for this uh, the game that we're doing, and uh, I can't wait for them to uh, start showing some stuff. You know, uh, I've been privy to some of the uh, behind the scenes stuff that you know they haven't shown, and so it'll be cool once uh, they get to show some updated stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was uh, I followed. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say I follow the the Twitter account, and it looks like I said it, it. You know, like we said last week, it just it it. I love Hal's art, and I love his artistic vision, and I feel like the design that he that he drew for you is so true to life. Like it just the feet, your your facial features. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's just so fucking good at what he does, and it's amazing yeah. to see this now going to be translated into you know video game form. Um, I'm, uh, I've never been to Starcast. I've heard wonderful things about it. Um, I'm probably long overdue to get to, to, to one of these events, but um, I know it's always, you know, a really good time there. So uh, I'm excited for you to be a part of it. Um, tell me again, when does the when does the game officially come out? When does it get released? Well, it's slated for 2024. Oh, okay. And, and from what I understand, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a demo. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be 2024. They're they're working around the clock on this thing, and uh, like I said, if you're a fan of you know the THQ AKI games, you know Re- Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, Virtual Pro Wrestling, you're going to love this uh, game. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um, you know, in 2023, to be involved with video games, action figures, stuff like that, it's just uh, pretty cool to to be remembered. Yeah, you know, just to uh, you know, to you know, when somebody says, "Oh, I want to have you a part of my project," that's saying I trust you with our product uh, that you you'll do what's best for the product and not embarrass us. Or I I I trust that you're going to you know your name means that much that you, we, we can be able to sell this product based on you being it. I'm not the only person in it, but like, right. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, it's a really good endorsement, you know, uh, you know, for a kid who wasn't supposed to be here, you know, in wrestling, you know, growing up severe asthmatic and all that stuff. And, you know, here, here I am 2023 and, uh, getting a chance to do this video game. It's really cool. It's really cool. There's, you know, <clears throat> there's been opportunities to do other games, but it's just like, 
you know, uh, I did Retromania mm-hmm. wrestling, which is all, and there's other stuff out there that's uh, coming out, but like, uh, having a relationship like I do with Hal, you know, like, uh, when I signed on Retromania, uh, Mike Archer from, uh, who I worked with at WWE, he did a lot of stuff behind the scenes for WWE contacted me for Retromania. And so when Hal came to me and said, yo, check out this stuff we're doing in this video game. I was like, fuck. You know, so that personal connection, I was like, fuck, that looks good. And, uh, you know, just a personal connection, you know, knowing how, seeing who he is and all that stuff and seeing all his great work. And then I watched the uh, YouTube streams with Sam uh, where he's he's there on the YouTube answering questions about the game, you know, and yep. telling you what's up, what, what are you going to do, this, that, and the other thing. Transparency there, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just excited for it. It's going to be available on all the uh, the platforms, you know, uh, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PS4 and 5. And uh, I'm afraid if I'm, I'm missing anything, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it is cool, man. It's yeah. like I said, it's, it's, it's yeah. always cool to see you being involved in these events and, and these games and, and just seeing your name out there is, is dope. And one of the other things I wanted to bring up, which I saw you tweeted something the other day or retweeted something. Um, it was you in the yeah. ring and you were, you know, full regalia with the blue and you had this yes. beautiful dark blue button shirt on as you slid into the uh-huh. ring. And I wanted to, I, I'm not familiar with that. And I, I wanted to know where that, like where that scene came from, because first of all, the, the, the lean that you had too, when you slid in was, was incredible, but the shirt itself, tell me what was that from? <laughs> that was, uh, my one and only appearance in TNA. Oh yeah. I, uh, ran in and, uh, DDT, my good friend, Francine, uh, <laughs> uh, I love you. Um, but yeah, I, I did a run in DDT Francine and I was right. I'm still trying to be the evolution of, uh, the blue boy character, but I, I ditched the blue boy name. I didn't really care for that. Yeah. So I've still the, the blue meanie. I went back to blue meanie and, uh, that, you know, yeah, I was, you know, like that goes back to when, Jericho debuted for WWE mm. and he had a shiny shirt. He went and he had this shiny shirt. And then every guy on Independence had to have Jericho's version of a shiny shirt. So I just went to Hot Topic and bought that shirt. That was like a Hot Topic shirt. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I used to call them heat shirts. You know, <laughs> get heat wearing that fucking shirt. You know, but ah, let me go on and get some of those heat shirts. You know, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was I, my, the one and only time I was in TNA. Wow. It was like 20 seconds. I ran in, did the DDT, mugged for the camera, and went to the back, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, that, that was like maybe episode five. Really? Their, their fifth ever show. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was in uh, Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, where they did uh, Ric Flair's last match. Mm. So, um, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool to uh, say I got to work in that building. Uh, it's a you know, well-known, legendary building. But uh, yeah, that was the only time I got to work for uh, TNA. What year was that? If that was the first couple, was that 05, 04? 
I'm not sure when TNA came around, maybe 03, maybe? I'm looking up right now. I'm in the Google. Uh, yeah. It looks like 2002 is when it was founded, but yeah, 2002, uh, 2003. So it probably would have been around then. Oh, holy shit. 20 years ago. That was me 20 years ago. Wow. I was, uh, I was just very impressed by that shirt. And I guess now to tie it back to what we were talking about earlier, would that be a shirt that you could wear in public with pajama pants <laughs> and Crocs? Blue Crocs. Oh, man. I mean, just chef's kiss. I don't kiss. even want that. <laughs> My brain is malfunctioning just trying to think of that. Just... <laughs> I can see it. The blue, I mean, the blue shirt's great. Like I'm not knocking the blue shirt in any way, shape or form because it's great. I'm talking about the lower half, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that fucking shirt popped on TV. Yeah, I did. You know, I had to, I had the, uh, I forget which brand of hair dye I was using back then. You know, I, I tried to use manic panic, but, uh, manic panic would like fade to green. Mm. Uh, here, here's the problem with like having blue hair. It's like, and having a mohawk is like you fucking uh, you put the hair dye in and it looks amazing, but as soon as you put the fucking uh, hairspray in to spike your hair up, the alcohol content in the uh, dye kills the color oh. like real quick. So you know that's a, a, a trick. You know if you're wanting to get fucking hair dye out of your hair, just fucking kill it with alcohol. You know shitty shampoo, but um. And then I found a one called Splat, which was pretty good. And uh, I forget, I'm trying to think of which hair dye that was back then. But that was a dude, but like my, I, I used to go to this uh, hair salon and they had this really good fucking blue. I forget who made it. And then they discontinued it. And mm. I was just like, dude, tell me who makes it. I'll go to the warehouse and buy up every remaining fucking bottle of it because when I would walk into the building with that hair dye in my hair like people would just look at my hair and go holy shit yeah. you know just yeah it was like fucking I, I was like a human black light you know just <laughs> fucking it was awesome it was that, that the the way that the the hair and the shirt popped in that photo I was like damn that's a that's a great look and I know that like you know, uh, I had friends who, you know, dyed their hair multicolored, you know, as we were kids and things like that. But like, is it, I would imagine, I mean, you kind of answer my question. It's difficult to maintain the blue. Was it difficult early on to, to keep it that blue? Or was it like, how often were you dyeing your hair? Dude, it was, I would, I would literally, like the early days of ECW when I was, you know, for becoming the blue media, you put the that stuff in and you go take a shower and it's like most of it would just come out in the shower. So I would just have to like reapply like small batches of hair dye every week. Wow. Like I would go to a show, put on the rubber gloves, rub it in, spike my hair up like that. Now the only fucking thing that sucked is, you know, if I sweat it, you know, and, and any, you know, my sweat touched any part of that new fucking blue, you know, I'll get like fucking blue spider veins down my fucking head. <laughs> Looking like Luna, you know, or Paul Nakano. Right. Uh, and then if somebody went to pick me up off the mat by my hair, their, you know, their whole hand was fucking blue. Oh, jeez. So, but that's what you had to do to keep it that fucking blue. I mean, I'll go back and I'll watch episodes where like my hair's just faded. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, why could I just, like when, when my hair got long, long, 
Like that was really hard to maintain just because the fucking length. I couldn't do what I did with the short mohawk because I was just spiking it. I could just leave the, I could put the dye in and dry it in with a hair dryer. Mm-hmm. When your hair gets long and you want it to fucking, you know, flow like fucking uh, Fabio, <laughs> you know, just fucking, um, like when I had the long hair, I had my hair in a ponytail. I would just do this thing where I snap my head and my fucking tail will whip around like a propeller. You know, it's like, <laughs> when I come back, you boom. And couldn't do that if I was just putting in dye and keeping it in and fucking. And then like if my hair whipped around and hit me in my, hit me in my face, I'd look like a fucking blue zebra, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. could have worked it into the gimmick, I'm sure. With the blue dust, it would have been cool to have the zebra lines up the front here, you yeah. know, to, to to accommodate, if you will. Um, no, I've always, I've, I know it seems kind of a trivial question, but I've always been curious just because of the, the the nature of it. Probably was incredibly difficult to keep that settled. But um, talk about heat, man. Wearing the heat shirt, wearing the, the again the pajama pants and the fucking Crocs, dude. You could have, like, you would have got Dominic Mysterio heat, brother. Dominic Mysterio heat. I think. There's a guy who wrestles in Crocs. I think his name's Puff. Ah, oh, jeez. Good dude. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. You know, <laughs> like uh, when I that when I was doing that Blue Boy angle, I would you know I would wrestle in boots, but like if I did a run in like the shoes, like I was always always worried because they're like low that like I would like bust an ankle or something like that. You know, but uh, I can't imagine. I, I don't even know how people, you know, I love Matt Riddle, but I don't know how he wrestles barefoot. Oh. You know? I was going to say that. Yeah, I don't, like, him and Solo Sokoa, like, I can't even imagine what that feels like to be in the ring and doing the, I, I just, it just seems like you're going to just break your toes all the time. I don't know how you can even function in that capacity. I, I Well, I'm someone, I'm someone who's always, like, like at least once a year I've rolled my ankle mm. like growing up, you know, and, uh, have it just fucking swell the fuck up. You're like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. you know? And that's just wearing like shoes and walking normal, not doing anything like super crazy, you know, just walking all of a sudden my, my ankle would go, whoop. Uh, I'm like, fuck. You know? Jesus. I can't imagine wrestling with no ankle. Yeah. With wrestling boots, you get the ankle support, you know? And uh, and same with the uh, am- I wrestle with I wear the amateur boots because you know uh, my character I don't think my character would look right with normal wrestling boots you know right and at least with amateur boots they kind of look like a sneaker so but also you know shorter boots give you a longer leg and give you the appearance uh, gives you, gives you the appearance of being taller than you are so <laughs> you know little tricks but uh, yeah I don't know how anybody can wrestle barefoot man oh. No, it it doesn't sound appealing and it doesn't sound fun. So I can't imagine it would be uh, any any kind of interesting for me to to uh, give me as tight of a, of a boot as you can. I have a a weird thing with my ankle anyway. Like I tore ligaments back when I was a kid, and like anytime I run, fucking Ooh. fucks up and shoots pain up my legs. The tighter you can get around that, the better. But um, no, I just uh, I again I had to I wanted to make sure I, I talked about the shirt there because um, I was you know it looked great. Like it fucking it really popped on the screen and it, it definitely gave you the, what you needed there. Um, but one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up today, I talked about it in the green room, which again, you can watch us right now if you yes. wanted to, like as we're recording. Uh, this is the future, obviously, mm-hmm. but, but in the past, in the present, 
uh, you can watch us at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Uh, you can get this show right now, early and ad free, uh, and join the pod squad. But as we started to record, uh, I got the news that Tony Bennett died, which oh, man. is unbelievable. I mean, you know, the guy was a, a, a legend and, uh, I just wanted to yep. get your thoughts on, uh, on Tony Bennett's passing. Talk about a career, man. Um, golden tones, man. Just, and see, ever from all accounts, he was a really good guy. You know, you know, always hear about people from back in the day, and you know, they'd be have this clean cut, you know, on screen persona, but behind the scenes, they're you know, kind of a dick, you know. But you never heard that about Tony Bennett. You know, he was like class personified. Yeah, and all the generations that he's he's touched, and you know, I guess word has it that like Tony Bennett was Frank Sinatra's mom's favorite singer. <laughs> <laughs> which goes to say, you know, that's a hell of a fucking compliment. Yeah. You know, you know, Frank was the, Frank was the man. Yeah. But Tony Bennett, yeah, that's such a shame. Uh, classic, classic sound, classic songs. Um, you know, the songs, songs and music that like would just touch you emotionally. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, even though I'm from Philly, he sings, you know, I left my heart in San Francisco, you know, still touches you because of how he delivers it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Tony Bennett. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, uh, you know, shit, he was up there when I was, you know, young, you know? Yeah. He's been around, he's been around forever. He's, he's like an institution, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, yeah, yeah. I was I was a bummer to wake up to, but you know, I'm sad that he he passed away. But you know, he had a great life. You know, just and he, and all the people he touched, and you know, you know, even you know, as far as you know, staying in tune with uh, the younger generation, doing uh, duets with like uh, Lady Gaga and stuff like that. Tony Bennett was always relevant. Tony Bennett was always relevant. Yeah. I always enjoyed his stuff, man. I always thought he was great. Um, when we were kids, we used to listen to, they would play um, in Philly. They would play, uh, it was Fridays with Frank and Sundays with Sinatra with Sid Mark. Yeah. And um, yeah. they would play a lot of Tony Bennett records because they were contemporaries and they were friends. So in certain aspects, yes. certain times they would play Tony Bennett records just to incorporate or if he would cover their song or whatever it was. And I just remember being like, wow, I really, you know, I love Frank, but I, I, I love Tony Bennett too. And uh, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. It's like these, these titans of, uh, of musical um, past and, you know, the way he was able to sort of reinvent himself um, in the early 2000s. I know, you know, most younger fans know him from the duets and albums he did with Lady Gaga and some of the newer stuff, which is, it's all fantastic, you know. Um, but again, yeah. a, an incredible life. He was 96 um, he was a, he's wow. a couple, couple weeks away from his 97th birthday. He was born August 3rd, 1926. Um, so it's a shame, man. It's a shame that he, uh, that he passed, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great that we still have the music. We can, we can go back and I'll probably play some Tony Bennett records on the way to the beach today, sir. Uh, and I want to thank you as always for doing this program yes. with us. And, um, knowing now that we have the knowledge of not just a shared affinity for UFOs, but also a shared hatred of croc culture. So that is wonderful news to, to find out. Before, before we leave, yeah. And I, I was trying to Google this as we're going because, like, I don't want to fuck up. This Wednesday, 
is the uh, UFO hearings in Washington. The UFO slash UAP, and they have three uh, witnesses coming out. Uh, David Fravor, uh, David Rush, I want to say Ryan West. I was trying to look up the third guy. I think it's Ryan West. Uh, Ryan West and Fravor are Navy pilots who have seen them, you know, wow. up in the air. So you don't get any better than that. And then uh, David Rush uh, had heavy duty fucking clearances and no shit that a lot of people aren't allowed to know. Wow. But, and he came out like it's on, go on YouTube, uh, the David Rush interview, um, fucking amazing stuff. And they're having a, uh, a hearing for it this Wednesday, uh, July 26th. So, uh, that will be something I will be tuning into. <laughs> that <laughs> I can't was, wait. I was gonna say it's required. <laughs> require viewing now yeah somebody who's been obsessed with ufos since i believe i saw one in 1982 it's either summer either august 82 or 83 um you know it's so i saw something and i was like it really touched me so then you know start looking them up and following them and enjoying them in silence because you don't want to get mocked right you know i'm not enjoying but like you know, you're fascinated following by it. up. Yeah. yeah, fascinated. That's the word I'm talking about. Fasc- being fascinated by th- these things. So, uh, July 26th. Yeah, I'll be looking out for that. I will have that streaming on my computer at work for sure. I'm actually I'm at I'm on Forbes.com. I'm reading the article about it now. So it looks like it's Navy Commander. Yeah, you're right. Navy Commander David Braver, former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, who says he spotted a UFA. Ryan and then- Graves. Yep, and yes, then David, you. you got it, of course. That's what we do for each other here, sir. And then David Grush, uh, who is a former U.S. intelligence official who said that the government found vehicles of non-human origin. Um, and, you know, NASA is saying, you know, the NASA statement is that uh, there's no, or what is it? No, one of NASA's key priorities is the search of life elsewhere in the universe, but so far NASA has not found any credible evidence of extraterrestrial life. There's no evidence that UAPs are extraterrestrial. I say bullshit, sir, and ma'am. I believe that there are. What What the hell do we call it? What is it then? Because you can't say anything else. It's not alien. And what is it? I'm just saying. Look, if it was China or Russia, it'd be game over. Yeah. 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 uh, There's a representative from uh, Tennessee, uh, Burchett. Mm -hmm. He's it's like, if this was Russia, you know, he would have just flown one of those motherfuckers on the White House lawn and fucking came out shirtless, you know? <laughs> came you know, out shirtless. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. I, I, that, guy, that guy is a character. He's great. But, he, um, he said dad gummit during the, which popped Carl pretty hard. He said dad gummit, I think, during the, the news conference, which I'm like, man, this guy's yeah. serious. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is as far as politics I'll go as UFOs and the, the people talking about UFOs, but uh, holy shit. Um, yeah, if they're if they're not extra, when are they? Yeah, Just tell us what they are because there's footage of them. Apparently, there's better footage than they than the shit they've released. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, so I don't know if that's part of the hearings, but God, Dad Gummit, I'm ready for it. <laughs> we will follow up with that uh, in two weeks of time because next week we're going to skip our Ask Meanie segment that we usually do every week on the show. But next week coming up, Meanie. Uh, I'll have you know that we have together collectively a brand new full 
Ask Meanie episode. Anything, you'll hear it right here in this feed next week. Yeah. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, so I want to thank the Pod Squad for being here today with us. Yeah. And, and, and Blue, I want to thank oh. you as well. Uh, where yeah. can everyone find you, sir, on your social media pages and uh, out in the world, in the universe, known as Al Gore's internet? <laughs> if you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sort of TikTok, but now threads at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, I got an invite for Blue Sky. I'm, I can't figure that thing the fuck out. But uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or coupon code MIND and save 10% on some of those great looking shirts over there at ColinElbowBrand.com. MadcatBeardCare.com. Go to MadcatBeardCare.com. Get yourself some of the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Uh, shout out to my boy Josh Thornton doing an amazing job over there taking care of the kitties. The uh, Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available now. All series can be ordered right now at shop.figurecollections.com. Again, you can buy the Blue Mini variants right now at shop.figurecollections.com. Uh, go get some of these uh, cool-looking action figures there. Uh, to have the Blue Mini on your podcast, yeah, you go to podstars.net. P-O-D-S-T-A-Z R. Sorry, P-O. <laughs> P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net and uh, that'll be the only one I do uh, <laughs> go, go there to that site, register uh, your podcast and then uh, hit me up and uh, we can uh, have a lovely conversation uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com Jim made a 3 of 3 only custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see him do this magnificent work on these shoes, go go follow him on social media at G-O-I Kicks. Again, all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. Uh, Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, go over there and let's uh, do a video. Let's uh, make somebody's day a little bit brighter, a little bit happier over there at cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Me? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on all social media uh, platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads. I have not received an invite to Blue Sky, but when I get there... It'll be This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So check it out right now. Follow me on all forms of social media. Uh, also, go to foundationradio.net. Check out my other show. Lots of great content coming down the pipeline. Great interviews. Uh, good stuff on the way. And lots of good stuff in the archive as well. Lots of cool people. Uh, everyone from friend of the show, Rob Van Dam, uh, to Robert Costa, to Asher Roth. Go check it out right now. Foundationradio.net. Brothers Gatter, sir. I'll have you know, Blue, uh, Brothers Gatter has the very first official licensed Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. Uh, it's my first piece of merch anywhere, and I'm all sold out of them here. 
So the only place you can get them right now is at brothersgatter.com. There's only 25 in existence, and once they are sold out, my friends, they are out. But while you're there, pick yourself up a blue mini wrestle buddy. And also, sir, you can get a two-pack. That's right, two-pack, two-pack of your favorite podcast host, myself, and the bluest mini right now at brothersgatter.com. The Feinberg Method. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase, not just physical wellness, but also mental well-being as well. Brad Feinberg, train, trainer to the stars at thefeinbergmethod.com. Want to rep my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop out there in Lawrenceville in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Uh, you want to go set up an appointment with them, you go to 10thwardbarbershop.com. And right now is the last week to vote for them for the best barbershop in Pittsburgh in the upcoming Pittsburgh City Paper Best of PHG 2023. So go right now. The voting ends on Sat or Sunday, rather, July 30th. So this is the last week you can do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So go to pghcitypaper.com and find the barbershop area and vote for your friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop today. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Go pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for wayward and troubled youth, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie, where you can become a part of this pod squad. Meanie, I'll have you know, tears start at just $10. So you can join us and see our beautiful smiling faces every single time we record and ad free on top of that. You can even see the faces we make when we fart into the microphone. It's that simple. <laughs> Patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Manscaped, uh, this week for sponsoring the program. And also want to thank the Pod Squad for being here and being a big part of our show. Every, the entire reason we do the show is for them and for you that are listening to us as well. Thank you. Tell your friends about it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your show. Tell a stranger at Wawa when you're standing there, go. Yeah, cause. And let them know where to find us. <laughs> Blue Meanie, I want to thank you for the show today. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue world order. That was Blue Meanie's brain out.